Welcome to Shadow Dominatrix, the podcast. I'm your host, Lois St. Germain. On this show, you can expect to learn all about what makes you tick as we use human design, shadow work, and step into the taboo dom sub world to answer the inner call to become a turned on, unfuckwithable woman of wealth and personal power to become a shadow dominatrix. I promise you it will be liberating, spicy, and certainly kinky, but one thing it will never be, and that's vanilla. Welcome, audacious souls, to another episode of the Shadow Dominatrix podcast. I am your host, Mr. Shadow. Today, we're diving deep into the labyrinth of your psyche. Ask yourself, Are you addicted to finding an external rescuer or villain? Let that question marinate, like fine wine breathing before its first pour. We're all players in a psychological drama, bound by the roles that captivate and confine us. It's a dance of rescuer and villain, roles that can switch as fluidly as a tango's lead and follow. But what ignites that transformation? What causes us to turn our rescuer into a villain? And what's the irresistible allure of being rescued by someone we once demonized? If these questions stir a curiosity deep within you, then prepare yourself. We're embarking on a provocative journey to unravel these complexities. Are you ready to become your own rescuer to rewrite the roles that have defined you? If so, stay tuned. This is a ride that will challenge you, thrill you, and perhaps even liberate you. Because today, we're not just identifying roles, we're questioning who casts them and why. Are you ready to call cut on your own drama? This week's podcast came to me as I was working on a marketing plan to promote my free download of The Ultimate Roadmap which is designed to help you create a contract, a consensual contract between current you and future you, which helps you end the unwanted repetitive patterns or cycles, as well as root out all of the places where you've been casting yourself in a role of victim that have been sabotaging your goals for as long as you can remember. And as I was curating the plan, I was reminding of reminded of a tactic that triggers the hell out of me, most likely because I fall for it far too often. It's the pain point solution equation where marketers use persuasive copywriting to shove their finger in your open wound and then show up with the rescue kit to bandage you right up. I hate this kind of marketing. It's just not for me anyway. I don't feel the need to pour salt in your wound and then whip out my bottle of saline solution to help you flush it all out. I believe my audience is intelligent and self-aware enough to recognize that you or they have a specific problem or challenge that needs solving. And when you're really ready to solve it, you will. Either on your own, because yes, you're fucking smart enough, or you'll choose to hire someone to help you see what you cannot. Blind spots, right? We all have them. 
This marketing tactic isn't just manipulative. It's a mirror reflecting our own inner drama, our own roles of victim, villain, and rescuer. As I sat with this for a bit, maybe it might have even been a couple of days, I realized what I was doing here. There are actually a couple of dynamics going on in the previous paragraph or cacophony, if you will, but they all center around victimization, both for me and my unsuspecting prospects. And let's focus on the latter for this episode. When we read or listen to great or even crappy persuasive marketing and we see ourselves in the curated description or emotion of it, what is really going on is our victim is being validated and she loves it. I mean, who doesn't love a great commiseration with friends? I mean, come on, is there any greater high? Evidence points to the answer being no. We commune in misery. But let's keep going. So we've read the copy and we see our inner victim right there in black and white. We're nodding. Yes, yes, yes. That's me. And immediately we see the marketers offering as a solution to all of our problems. It now becomes our hero, our knight in shining armor here to rescue us. So we whip out our credit card and we wait for the magic to happen. Oh, sorry, I was still waiting and waiting. After waiting, we try a few things that our rescuer tells us to do, and we wait, usually about 10 minutes. (laughs) Nothing happens. Before long, our love story begins to fade, and the rescuer now becomes our villain. They sold us a crock of shit that doesn't work. Poor me. And we're right back to our victim-y self. This is Cartman's drama triangle in action, and it's as old as time. Ever watch a child play? They don't even know about this concept yet. They immediately create conflict between their toys, and then they go about solving them. Now, granted, most most times it ends in a big explosion or crash and burn event, But this is storytelling 101, and our whole life revolves around the stories we tell. And any great story has a victim, a villain, and a rescuer. But let's get back to our marketing friends. What if they are characters in our story who show up to complete our triangle? Or as we evolve, They show us where we're placing the onus for our problem on something external. Bingo. That's exactly what I experienced um, at the beginning of this story when I was looking at my marketing. And my personal lifelong victim story began in childhood where my mom was my first villain. Mommy wished I'd never been born. My victim is born, and she has a villain. Now, for a rescuer, who or what could that be? A husband. Ah, that'll work. Turns out he became villain number two. Back to my rescuer hunt. Achievement. 
That's the one. If I just get to the next rung on the ladder and a pay increase, I'll be saved. Rung after rung appeared like a mirage of rescuers, only to turn into villains who did not provide me with the worthiness of being born that, so, that I so desperately sought. Perhaps it was the whole corporate structure that was the villain. Entrepreneurship, finally, the savior I've been waiting for. Are you seeing the pattern? This is how we operate on grand and minute levels. None of these so-called rescuers worked for me, nor do any of yours, because they are external saviors. The only true rescuer in your story is you, and she rescues you by showing you that you were never a victim to begin with. Ah, Let's pause for a moment. Have you ever found yourself entranced by the idea of being rescued by a villain? It's a taboo thrill, isn't it? We're drawn to it because it promises a transformation, a redemption arc that turns the story on its head. It's the ultimate plot twist to our personal narrative, and who can't resist such drama? Here's the deal. External characters and events don't work because you're trying to band-aid a broken leg. You're trying to solve an internal problem like self-love, self-trust, self-worth, self-fill-in-the-blank with an external solution. And here's the real kicker. You're trying to rescue a victim who doesn't want to be rescued. Gasp. Oh, yes, consciously she does, but unconsciously she can't fathom who she is in her story if she's not the victim. How will she feel love, worth, trust, any of those emotions? So how do we break this cycle? We must curate a new role for our inner victim to play. And don't get me wrong, this isn't easy. She's a typecast character as strong as Jim Carrey or Rebel Wilson. But just as you would redirect a child in a temper tantrum or train a new puppy, You must continually redirect your inner victim towards her newly crafted role, her future self. And while all this is happening, there will be a strong marketing campaign, so to speak, to lure her back to her old identity. Opportunities will appear seemingly out of nowhere in the form of good copywriting, but What causes this role reversal, this switch from rescuer to villain? It's often a clash between expectation and reality. We build up these external saviors in our minds, painting them as knights in shining armor. But armor rusts, knights fall off horses, and before you know it, your rescuer is revealed as a mere mortal, flawed and incapable of fulfilling your fantasies. That's when the switch happens. That's when your knight becomes your nemesis. What I've just described for you is classic Cartman's drama triangle. We are designed for drama and to solve for each character in the triangle. I think we're good there. What I want to explore a bit more deeply is how do we learn to play all three roles ourselves 
without assigning them to anyone or anything external. But before we arm ourselves for the hunt, let's delve a bit deeper, shall we? You see, this inner victim we've been talking about, she's not just a role. She's a shadow, a trauma response. She's the part of you that learned to adapt and survive in a world that didn't always feel safe. She's not your enemy. She's a relic, a piece of psychological archaeology that tells the story of who you are. These shadows, these trauma responses, they are not quirks or flaws. They're survival mechanisms, and they've served you well. But now they're outdated software running on a new hard drive. They're causing glitches in a system that's ready for an upgrade. So as we move into discussing tools for self-rescue, understand we're not just talking about changing roles. We're talking about transforming shadows, about rewriting trauma responses. We're talking about a holistic transformation that addresses not just what, but the why. I want to pause for a moment, Rebels, and let's talk about a tool that's so much more than just a tool. Ever felt like your future self is this tantalizing vision, always just one step ahead, luring you, but somehow out of reach? Well, it's time to catch her and become her. I present you the ultimate roadmap from current you to super self. This isn't just another guide. It's your invitation to a binding rendezvous between who you are now and who you're destined to become. The roadmap is your key to define in no uncertain terms the vision, the characteristics, and the audacity of your future self. But it doesn't stop there. It guides you into sealing a consensual contract with her. This 45-page workbook covers all the bases, just like a professional DOM subcontract would. It includes step-by-step instructions on how to create a consensual contract with yourself, in-depth exercises to shape the identity of your future self, a concrete, actionable version, not just a daydream, templates to draft your very own inked covenant, bridging the gap between today and tomorrow, examples to spark your curiosity, and so much more. And because I adore early adopters who are as impatient as I am, the first 20 to jump on board in the next 48 hours get exclusive access to a one-on-one video session with me. We'll dissect, analyze, and supercharge your roadmap. So are you ready to make a pact with your future self? Don't just imagine her become her. Click the link in the show notes. Seal the contract. Your super self is more than a dream. She's your destiny waiting to manifest. Are you up for the journey? Now that we've unmasked our inner victim as a shadow, a trauma response, let's talk about the tools that will help you transform these relics into stepping stones towards empowerment. Let's start with a shadow inventory. List all of the situations where your inner victim tends to emerge. Is it during conflict, moments of vulnerability, or perhaps when facing change? Recognize these as your shadows, your trauma responses. Second, create like a what-if journal. 
As you rewrite your recurring dramas, identify the shadows and trauma responses at play. Ask yourself, what if this shadow was actually a guide? What if this trauma response was a lesson? Continue to explore that in your daily writing. The third, create or get an accountability partner. They're not just calling you out on roles. They're helping you identify when a shadow or trauma response is taking the wheel. Choose someone who can handle this depth, right? You want someone that can hold space for you and not judge what's happening, but look at it um, as an observer without judgment to help you see it more clearly. Next tool that I recommend is the pattern interrupt. When you catch yourself in a trauma response, have a go-to action that shifts your energy and focus. It could be a mantra, a deep breath, or even a physical movement. Or if you want to play on the kinky side, it could be a safe word. Next is the future self dialogue. Ask your future self how she managed to integrate these shadows, how she rewrote trauma responses into empowerment narratives. Because your future self is already the person that you want to become without these shadows. So she knows how to do it. You just have to tap into her wisdom and let her guide you. Which leads me to a bonus tool. And of course, it's for those of you that are ready to go the extra mile the ultimate roadmap and self uh, super self journals serve as your companion shadow hunters, helping you track, confront, and transform these aspects of yourself. So there you have it, a toolkit, not just for role switching, but for shadow hunting and trauma transforming. So my audacious souls, we've journeyed through the labyrinth of your psyche today. We've unmasked the inner victim, shone a light on the shadows, and even confronted trauma responses that have been pulling the strings behind the scenes. Now it's time for your audacious challenge. This is your audition for a new role, one that you'll write, direct, and star in. I dare you to spend the next week as your own shadow hunter. Use the tools we've discussed today to identify, confront, and begin the transformation of at least one shadow or trauma response. Document this journey, whether it's the super self journal or the what if journal, or even on a scrap of paper, make it tangible, make it real. But here's the kicker. At the end of the week, I want you to celebrate this shadow, this trauma response, for what it has taught you. Raise a glass, indulge in your favorite treat, or simply take a moment to acknowledge yourself. Why? Because transformation is not just about shedding layers. It's about honoring them for how they've served you. And if you're feeling particularly audacious, share your journey with someone you trust. Let them witness your transformation, your audacity, your unapologetic dive into the depths of your own psyche. So are you up for the challenge? 
Are you ready to become your own shadow hunter and rewrite your trauma narratives to step into your power in a way you've never done before? If so, I'll be here, as always, guiding you through the shadows into your own brilliant light. As we draw the curtain on today's episode, I leave you with this tantalizing thought. In the theater of life, are you perpetually cast as the victim, the villain, or the rescuer? And more importantly, are you ready to audition for a new role? If you're itching to rewrite the script, don't miss out on my Inner Power Portal text membership. It's the exclusive rehearsal space where you get to be the director, the star, and the critic. So until our next clandestine meeting in the shadowy corridors of self-discovery, keep your masks ready, your lines rehearsed, and your stage presence undeniable. I'm Mr. Shadow, leaving you spellbound, stirred, and ever so slightly scandalized. Until we meet again, remember, the world's a stage, but the play is yours to write. Au revoir, my dramatic darlings. If you'd like to continue to play in the dark, I'd love to have you join me inside the Inner Power Portal text membership, where we dive deep into all things human design, shadowy, and mentally kinky. We expand and push the limits of our edges all within the safety of a two-way text portal. If you're ready for the depth, join me at text.shadowdom.com. That's text, T-E-X-T, dot, shadow, S-H-A-D-O-W-D-O-M-M-E, dot com. I can't wait to see you on the inside.